So Malkovich, you know, the fact that he was even going to come to do this movie, the whole crew was talking about it. I mean, for months, we're waiting for John Malkovich to get there. I mean, it's a big deal. Malkovich is coming. Malkovich is coming. You know, and Malkovich, uh, Malkovich, 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 Malkovich. No, literally, it was. It was like this was before, you know, that movie too. So, when he finally shows up, he gets there, and, you know, I mean, it's like at that point, the, he's walking on water, and we do the first take, and John goes, "If you don't have my money." then you are mine. And I'm sitting across the table from like, I'm sorry, what, what, what did you just say? <laughs> like we're talking like this, and suddenly the action, if you don't have my money, and the crew bursts into applause. They're cheering. They're like, wow, amazing, amazing. And I'm looking at him, and I guess he sees me looking at him, and he leans across the table, and I lean in, and he looks at me, and he goes, I'm a terrible actor. Vegas, baby, Sin City, casinos, gambling, shooting craps, playing blackjack, poker. The only problem is that we are not going to be there. The Shriners is locked and loaded for Thursday, and this tournament is going to have plenty of excitement as we head into the heart of the fall swing. And of course, the Masters quickly approaching. But guess what, guys? This course has no teeth, with the lone exception of maybe the wind wreaking havoc for any golfer in this field. And we're going to dive into that shortly. But first, hello, Canada. Hello, Australia. Hello, USA. Hello, UK. Hello, Spain, Belgium, Labas, Lithuania, New Zealand, Australia, Indiana. Bunch of interesting people in that state. But our new city winner in listenership, welcome, Ambler. Pennsylvania. Top city this week. Nice job, Ambler. Is this your first time to the cut line? Lies down a monster. It's pronounced cut line. Cut line. And of course, to our loyal followers, our minions, who this show is produced for. You stupid, ignorant son of a bitch, dumb bastard! Jesus Christ, I've met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. Get over there! Welcome back. And all jokes aside, the cut line is here only because you are listening. And the cut line continues to do great things for fantasy sports, and growing your bankroll on a weekly basis is just one of them. But we couldn't do this without our sponsor. This man used to spend hours writing medical findings in longhand. But the new IBM 224 dictating unit cured him of writer's cramp. This man used to trust countless details to memory. But the new IBM 224 never forgets anything. 
This woman used to take notes while checking her merchandise. But the new IBM 224 takes stock of things quickly and easily. At only 28 ounces, this new IBM dictating unit is so small and so compact that you can use it anywhere you think, at home, on trips and conferences, and of course, behind your desk. Whatever you do, the new IBM 224 can help you do it better. It drives me crazy. I know it drives you nuts. You have a great lineup idea, get key information, and you just have nowhere to write it down. Can you use your phone? Sure you can. But you can't trust a smartphone, a computer, a laptop, not reliable. Use what the pros use. The IBM 224 dictating unit. I use it. All the industry leaders use it. It is the ultimate in voice recording and quality and most definitely gives you a leg up on the competition. Welcome to the cut line. I'm Michael Cavalunas at Lunas on Twitter. Cruising away during the fall swing, but my oh my, last weekend was eh. Core 4 nailed. Four of four plays, but getting six of six through right now is just difficult these days. Some of these players are just playing out of their minds. It's fines, strikes and gutters, home runs and swinging strikes, albatross, bogeys, however you want to make that analogy. Now, this show cannot be done alone without my main man, Zach Matterford. But this week, we will go it alone. Is my co-host with the most hotter-than-burnt toast is unavailable. Love my guy, Zach. My time, Manfred. Zero Iron Zach. He'll be back here next week at EaglesFan83 on Twitter. But we are going to head straight into the good, bad, and ugly. All right, so my good last week, Charlie Hoffman. I love that, and you combine that with my fade of Scotty Scheffler, who I vehemently argued that Scheffler on Bermuda is just not the way to go. He was the top price guy. I get the play for those who played him, but I just wasn't on board. All right, so my bad. I agreed with Zach last week on Sergio Garcia being a great call. Unfortunately, I didn't end up with any surge, and I know normally he's on my do not playlist, but Sergio this week, uh, I missed the boat. And you know what? You're not going to get another boat of Sergio for the next who knows how long putting with his eyes closed. Come on, man. All right, so now the ugly. Oh, I ate the Sam Burns chalk, and man, did it burn. All right, and, and needless to say, I'm sure many of you did as well. And cost, cost big time. So now the cut line is here to bring you in-depth DraftKings analysis of the Shriners Hospital for Children Open at the beautiful TP Summer, Summerlin in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now we're going to do the best we can. <laughs> I like these guys. They are funny guys. Just kill one of them. To make sure that you're getting your best moments in for this Sunday. We'll be sure to bring in timely wax, greenside sand traps, and a putt that might drop in through the back door. And now the goal of the cut line is to make sure that you're creating the best lineups, winning lineups, lineups that are kicking ass and taking names and scoring big with everyone's favorite six of six golfers through the cut line. So let's head to the Vegas. You're Nick Papa Giorgio. You're from Yuma, Arizona. 
You're into software. I never kid about money. And you never walk away from the table when you're on a heater. Welcome to No Laying Up. This is the Cutlines Vegas segment where we go through our best bets of the week. And this week, in terms of odds, seems kind of interesting. And I am sticking to a particular range here. And first of all, my winners, Neiman, 55 to 1 on DraftKings Sportsbook. Answer, 60 to 1. Doc Redman, 80 to 1. I think these are great prizes for guys who could win this tournament. All right, if you want to shoot for the moon, you go with someone like Aaron Wise, who's been playing very, very well recently. But I'm going to go with the top five for Mr. Wise. He's at 14 to 1. All right, another play that I'm looking at, a top 10 for Christopher Ventura. He's an interesting play. I don't think he can win. I don't think he has the skill set to make it through all four rounds. But most definitely does have that bombing and putting mentality, which I like here. And you could get him at top 10, 8 to 1. Danny Lee a top 10 at 18 to 1. Cameron Davis, a top 5 at 11 to 1. Cam Davis at a top uh, to win is at 60 to 1. And of course, Joaquin Neiman for a top 5 at 11 to 1. And Abraham Answer a top 5, 11 to 1. So you get a couple each ways in there. Those are my betting picks this week. I like them all. I'm also going to play these guys in DFS. Sometimes I try to separate the two, but I do like these plays as well. So now you need leverage come thursday when you're wednesday night when you're putting your lineups together i know i'm gonna be checking out fan share sports and even though i have my own personal ownership projections i know that a second opinion is incredibly important the guys i trust fan share sports why you ask because i'm the guy who does the ownership averaging over a 0.9 rsq if you don't get what that means that means incredibly accurate it's like getting an a boom so if you're not subscribed, there's an easy fix. Go to FanshareSports.com. and the discount code, write the word CUTLINE, one word, and you'll receive 20% off on your monthly membership. Now, ownership is not a leverage to be belittled. TPC Summerlin is not that hard to figure out for golfers of this caliber. We'll be looking at a par 71, 7,200-yard course with wide fairways, little obstacles, and low scoring awaits this tournament field. The bent greens might be the only issue for some golfers as the rough and bunkers and water are at literally minimal risk. Let's not forget that these greens are large, so if you're missing them, you're way off. Now, what challenges are the golfers looking at this weekend? This is a staple of the PGA Tour since the early 1980s. Charity Hospital provides some great exposure to all its beneficiaries, but we are looking at a course where the average winning score is well, well below par. Almost 7,300 yards, 38th out of 49th on this course difficulty. And we are looking at four par, four par threes, 11 par fours, and three par fives. We have bent green grass, Bermuda grass, fairways and rough, and an average green size of 7,400 square feet. That's well above average looking at the weather this week it's gonna be nice it's gonna be nice so i'm not too worried about playing any leverage plays um, as of right now make sure you guys double check that though come wednesday things can always change in the desert key stats that i'm looking at this week birdie your better percentage strokes gain ball striking strokes gain approach 
birdies gained, opportunities gained, and DK scoring. The way I'm differentiating my model this week is that I'm not including putting in my overall analysis. Why? Because a lot of people are telling everyone that this is a putter's course. You need a hot, you need a hot putter to win. I agree. I completely agree. But kind of diversifying my lineup structure, I'm pulling that out of the analysis and my overall model. All right, let's break it down. He's two putts from victory. Only needs one. Ooh, got a member's bounce there, boys. That's birdie all day long. So this is the birdie or better segment where the cut line breaks down each tier of golfer from the 11K range down to the 7K range. We're going to break it down with our top plays, our favorite plays this week in each pricing tier. And we're going to kick it off here in this 11K range with Bryson DeChambeau, Webb Simpson, and Patrick Cantlay. First of all, you look at the tournament history of all three of these, DeChambeau, tied for fourth, first, seventh, and 36th. I know in those years he had a different game, a different style of game, but the fact is he has played excellent golf here. You look at my confidence model, he ranks number seven overall, and that is in part basically to his recent form and his game in all tournaments recently, not just the U.S. Open. And his overall stat rank also ranks 33rd in terms of the key stats that I correlated here. So that is kind of eye-popping to me and concerning when you look at the recent form. But the fact is, is his score and his approach and his putting, these are all top 10 stats for Bryson DeChambeau. He fits this course. He fits this style. In my fantasy national model, he ranks number one just based on birdies are better gain, ball striking, and strokes gain, tee to green. All right, first, obviously, in driving distance. All right, this is key. I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be an excellent Bryson DeChambeau week. All right, continuing on to Webb Simpson. You look at his tournament history. Tied for 7th, tied for 15th, tied for 20th, 31st, 56th since 2016. He's had a lot of success here in Webb, though not the long hitter, is dialing in on approach. Dialing in on approach. Now, you look at Webb Simpson, basically, though, his worst putting surface is bent greens. So that does concern me. So if you don't want to eat the Webb Simpson chalk, which he's going to be, I understand the fade. But I just don't think I'm going to be able to say no Webb Simpson for me this week. There's just too much upside. Now, the next guy is kind of interesting, Patrick Cantley. Cantley's had a rough recent results since the comeback, okay? When you look at him in terms of, like, just sheer strokes gained, in like recent form he's only at like five and a half and he had a tie for 43rd at the u.s open and a tie for 12th at the bmw hasn't really played much since overall can't lay since the return from from you know the covid hiatus we're looking at like like 43rd at the pga miscut at the northern trust 35th at the WGC St. Jude, 32nd at the Memorial. So we're not looking at a lot of great golf here from Cantlay, but the course history is just hard to ignore. Second, second, first. So you course history lovers, Patrick Cantlay is your guy. On my overall stat model, it ranks number five. Second in approach, second in scoring, top 10 in putting in my putting model. In my confidence model, number three. Number three overall. So that is key to point out. Though, the recent form just is concerning, okay? he He's 20th in approach, 15th in ball striking, all right, 24th in the field in driver distance. Like, so the stats are there. The skill set is there. I'm just not absolutely sure 
that this is the route I'm going to want to take. So let's go down to that 9K range, and this is where things get really, really tasty. So this 9K range is loaded. All right, you're looking at Matsuyama, Morikawa, Harris English, Matthew Wolf, Jason Day, Scotty Scheffler, Sung J.M., Paul Casey, Sergio Garcia, and Ricky Fowler. All right, to top it off, my 9K plays. Matsuyama, Morikawa, Wolf, Chef, Fowler. And I'm coming around on Sung J.M. I think he has found something. I'm just not sure if I'm going to go there this week. But where I'm going to start is I'm going to start at the bottom of the barrel for the 9K. All right, we talked about rostering guys who can putt and can score. And I know we have just been fighting and fighting and fighting with Ricky Fowler's game recently. The ups, the downs, the swings. I remember him playing at the PGA Championship and missing the six-inch putt because he duffed it. And if you look at the recent form and the research, ranks 41st overall. But the one thing that I like is that he's 26th in the field in tee to green in the last 75 rounds. So there is some hope there, okay? Looking at specifically to the Shriners model, he ranks 35th overall in the field. But the thing I like, 25th in greens and regulation gained, 23rd in opportunities gained. We talk about a hot putter. That's the key. That is the key thing we talk about with Ricky Fowler. What's his best putting surface? Bent greens. By far, his worst is Poa, of course. And we saw him lose almost seven strokes putting at the U.S. Open. I don't think that's going to happen again. When you look at his game at the U.S. Open, by the way, 6.1 strokes gained tee to green. Three and a half on approach. A half gained around the green. And the worst part of his game that weekend was the putter. Look, Ricky Fowler is a sleeper here. He's probably looking at sub 10% ownership. And I'm going to take some big bites of Ricky Fowler and you don't need a lot of him necessarily to get leverage to the field uh, overall he ranks ninth in my confidence ranking ninth in my confidence model top 20 in putting top 20 in scoring 17th in my approach model and again I'm not weighing the distance in fairways this week so Ricky Fowler's key and he's interesting all right my next play Matsuyama and Kyle Morikawa these are more leverage plays to the guys at the top and they're still going to be highly owned, all right? They're going to be chalky, but that's okay. I think this is good chalk to eat. First of all, Morikawa, we, we talked about the putter. The thing is, he lives in Vegas, lives and breathes this course all the time, okay? So Morikawa is going to be very, very knowledgeable of where to play, where to hit the ball. He's the best iron player on tour, in my opinion, and we've seen this putter get hot. He's won twice since the comeback, right? He's won a major. If you're going to tell me that Kyle Morikawa can't compete here, you're ridiculous, all right? In terms of, like, Vegas odds, he's not even the favorite, which I find surprising. And I am surprised that guys like Patrick Cantlay and Tony Finau cost more than Colin Morikawa. You're getting a discount here. Now, the thing on Matsuyama that we always complain about on this show is how he can't finish the job. But if you look at my Shriners model, he ranks fourth overall in Fantasy National. Top three in ball striking, top two in approach, number one in tee to green. He's 11th in birdie or better's gain and 19th in opportunities gain. So Matsuyama is most definitely a leverage play from who I think is going to be a little bit chalkier in Tony Finau. I can see his ownership getting up to 20%. Why? Because he's Tony Finau. But my issue with Tony Finau and Matsuyama is Finau has only won one time on tour. At that price, at 10-2, he needs to win or top five. I know he can score. I know DraftKings scoring. He's going to make the cut. 
I just don't think Finau can put four rounds together in this field and be successful. Matsuyama, I think he can. All right. The other guy I want to mention, Scotty Scheffler. We are getting him priced at a huge discount from last week. I mean, are you kidding me? This guy was the top price guy in the field last week, and now we get him on bent greens off Bermuda. We're always going to struggle with the with the putter for Scott for Scotty Scheffler, but he came back. He made the cut at Sanderson Farms, and he played actually pretty well fighting uh, you know his return. He said he was rusty. It was nice to see him finish 37th. I'm going to take the discounted price here on Scheffler. More than likely going to take a little ownership hit just basically because he burned everyone last week, and I'm going to play him fourth in my confidence model, and. 15th in my scoring model. Of course, the putter for Scheffler, it's always a risk. But these are GPPs, boys. You need to take risks here or there. So the 9K range, that'll about do it. Like Sanjay M, I'm on the fence right now. I don't know if I'm going to get there. I think I'm only playing 20 maxes this week and some 3 max. For sure, Sanjay will not be in my 3 max build, but he will be maybe pieced into my 20 maxes. 23rd in my, my uh, Shriners breakdown. So it's a little bit concerning, but we'll see. We'll see what I end up on Sanjay. If you look at him, though, I mean, it's it's just hard to trust that guy who hasn't been consistent. All right. So the one also major concern I have on Sanjay, bent greens, worst putting surface. And you could hit the daylights out of the ball, but if you can't putt on these large greens, you're going to struggle. And that's pretty obvious. All right. So down to the 8K range. The 8K range gets interesting. And Jason Kokrak is someone that I have not heard get talked up very much by the industry so far. And his history here is is somewhat sketch, right? He's tied for 63rd, tied for 66th, the tie, tied for 20th, 74th, 38th. The point is he's made the cut, right? He's made the cut the last five years. And we've seen the upside in Jason Kokrak. He does not love this course. That's apparent, right? I mean, the, the finishing positions here at this tournament show that Kokrak, other than his top 20, are not somewhere we want to play him at. But look, tied for 6th at the BMW, tied for 17th at the U.S. Open, hasn't played since then. So he's kind of like dialing up for the Masters. I understand that. But overall, okay, he's 12th in driving distance, so he's going to have the distance to get close to the green. He's 8th in ball striking. All right, the one thing we need him to do is start hitting putts and making birdies. And that's the issue with Jason Kokrak is that he, he's a very poor putter. But even in my Shriners model, ranks top 20, I'm going to take some shares of Kokrak. You don't need much to get leverage to the field. Uh, other 8K guys that I'm looking at, Kevin Knott and Zach Johnson. Zach Johnson's been on fire recently, by the way. Um, he's a little priced up, which I don't love, but I think that people are going to suppress his ownership because of that pricing. I mean, we're looking at probably single-digit ownership. Now, Zach Johnson's best putting surface by far is Bent Greens. But you look at his recent form. He hasn't missed a cut since the PGA Championship. So 7th at the Wyndham, 49th at the Northern Trust, 8th at the U.S. Open, and 23rd last weekend at the Sanderson Farms. And he struggled that first round. So it was nice to see him fight through it and uh, actually put in a decent showing for the weekend. 23rd at the Sanderson Farms on Bermuda Greens, which is his worst putting surface. Zach Johnson's in play, guys, this weekend. If you're going to get him at sub-5% ownership, which I'm currently projecting him at, he's in play. Of course, you can go Kevin Na. Kevin Na, always risky. He's always a volatile play. He does fit this course, but in terms of how volatile he is, he's a GVP strictly only play. 
love the putter. Not so, it's not so keen on his scoring, so the putter does have to get hot for him to kind of play in that realm. Will Zalatoris has been the recent DFS darling, and I'm going to stick with him, okay? And I know everyone's going to bust my chops on the miscut at the Sanderson Farms. I fought with Zach on this call last weekend, and I blew it. I get it. I'll take full ownership on that. But you cannot die, deny the finishing positions before that. Eighth at Corrales, sixth at the U.S. Open, second at the Evans Scholars, 19th at the Corn Ferry Championship, fifth at the Nationwide. This guy wants to be on tour, should be on tour. Fortunately, all these old guys with their tour cards are holding them back. I'm going to play Will Zalatoris. Now, we don't have a lot of consistent, reliable data on Will Zalatoris, but my confidence model ranks 16th overall. In the aggregate model, 26th. I'll take it 8,300 Will Zalatoris and looking at single-digit ownership. That's the key with this this week's tournament. This 8K range is looking is, is getting overlooked, getting incredibly overlooked. So the last two guys I'm going to take shots on, Cam Davis, Joaquin Neiman. I think Neiman is a super sleeper. Unfortunately, he's probably going to gain steam this week, and he will get up to like 14 15% ownership, which I'm not excited about. So I am also going to bet him to hopefully leverage like any DraftKings lineups that are kind of chalky. But eighth in my confidence model, number seven, in my aggregate model playing great like i'm just anticipating great things for neiman i think he's at an awesome price at 8100 dollars. you look at his putting his best putting surface is bent greens all right it's the only one he's positive his last his last finish was 23rd at the u.s open so neiman i'm going to take some shots i guess he hasn't golfed in a while i know that but i'm most definitely going to come back to neiman all right so that's the 8k range the 7k range is where you're going to get a lot of that Ownership coming from the guys building stars and scrubs. And and I think that is the appropriate build this week. But if you do go more balanced, you're going to start with that 9, 8K range and then just hover into this 7K range. And there are a lot of plays in this 7K range. Um, a lot of people are going to play Ventura. And I, I don't disagree with the play, but you need to watch that ownership. If he's a 7K guy that all of a sudden is going like to like 18, 19% ownership, I think that becomes a fade. And he hits the ball long off the tee, puts the daylights out of the ball, but we know how quickly the putter can disappear. We know how a player can struggle, you know, approaching the green, especially with these large greens. I am going to have Ventura at this point, but the fact of the matter is if that ownership changes, no, thank you. I'm going to go elsewhere. All right, Doc Redman. Doc Redman is your chalk donkey in the 7,000 range. First of all, Lee Aldrich's course suitability metric on FanshareSports.com, number four. All right, you lock them in. When Lee's ranking them number four, you lock them in. 15th overall in my confidence, fourth in my aggregate model, in my overall stat model, Doc Redman is number one. I bet him to win. I bet him to top five. I bet him to top ten. I'm going to bet big on him in DFS. 20%, yes, he's going to be 20% owned, maybe even more. If it keeps going like this, we could see 30% owned depending on lineup builds. It's crazy how much love for Redmond and the pricing. I don't know what DK was doing. Maybe they know something we don't know. The next play that I want to talk about is HV3, Harold Werner III, 14th in my confidence model. But when you look at my Shriners model, and this is where I really like looking at the last 50 rounds, HV3 ranks number two, fifth in ball striking, seventh in approach, third in greens and regulation gained, fourth in opportunities gained. Look, Varner the third is really, really putting his game together. And it's been years coming. I get that. 
but he's doing a great job. With a 7th place finish at the Wyndham, missed the cut at the Northern Trust. I'm okay with that. Was terrible in approach, terrible in the putter. But then came right back with the 29th at the Safeway. So he knows how to play this game. Now, the putter is always something we worry about with HV3. That's fine. I'm okay with that. That's the point of gambling and risking with GPPs. But HV3 is most definitely in play. I'm going to have a ton of him. <clears throat> going down, someone who's been playing like just very quietly, very good in this 7K range, is Aaron Wise. Aaron Wise was winning tournaments left and right. Or not winning, but he, you know, he, he finished third at the Bermuda Championship. Um, his last win was at the Byron Nelson in 2018. I should say winning left and right. That's not true. Um, but he's been missing cuts left and right is what I meant to say. I mean, we are like seriously missing cuts. We are missing cuts at the Safeway, the Wyndham, the 3M, the Workday, the Rocket Mortgage, the RBC Heritage. And then when he's made cuts, he's been bad, bad at golf. Now, at the Sanderson, for whatever reason, he figured something out. Finished 17th in the field. All right, he gained three strokes in approach, almost a stroke uh, around the green, and almost 3.2 strokes putting. So, yes, we, we, we do have a lot of concern with Aaron Wise, right? He is just basically, we're, we're looking at the fact that <sighs> Wise has been bad, all right? Now, the thing I am concerned about is on the fourth round, round four of the Sandersons, he lost strokes around the green, he lost strokes around in approach, and he lost strokes tee to green. So, like, if you play Aaron Wise, it's a lineup or two. Like, you're not going to go crazy on Aaron Wise. And if ownership keeps going up, because right now I got it sub 5%, it's a fate. Like, you're, you're, like if people start gaining steam on Aaron Wise, like, no thank you. I, I'm, I'm not going to play him, and I'll just bet him. And if the ownership gets anywhere close to 10%, I'm just not going to do it. All right, so that is key here. Like, Aaron Wise, interesting play. Just wasn't spectacular in round four of the Sanderson. So that is, like, concerning. But it's okay. You know, we'll, we'll keep going through this. Now, um, a guy I love in this range is Charlie Hoffman. And UNLV, that's where he played go college. College golf was at UNLV, University of Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, he's coming home. Right, there are no fans, so there's no added pressure here for Charlie Hoffman, and the guy's been playing really well, like great golf lately. Okay, um, we're looking at him ranking, not like in the top 40 in my confidence model, which is concerning, but in my aggregate model he ranks top 30, and the overall model ranks top 30. Um, you're always going to get the the risky putter with Charlie Hoffman, but I'm going to continue riding it while it's hot. He's only 7,800. I like the play here. So, guys who did really well in that last round uh, at the Sanderson, Stuart Sink, man. I think he's found something, and especially doing so well in round four. He gained almost seven strokes tee to green round four at the Sanderson. He's 7200 bucks. He is not getting a ton of love and a ton of ownership because he is Stuart Sink, and he's probably burned so many people in the past. But he does fit this course, right? He is a scorer. The, the, the one thing I do worry about is, is like the approach. But you just need that hot putter to get to stay hot. That that's the thing here. He was seven under on that on that round four and finished thirteen under for the tournament. If Sink can do that for four straight rounds, he's got a really good shot at top tening, potentially even top five fiving this tournament. Um, so that that is kind of like the route I'm going to go right there. The other guys I kind of mentioned, you know, Ventura, big hitter, 
Brendan Steele always in play. Dylan Fratelli is someone who, who always gains some traction here or there. But, um, you know, we're, we're looking at players who just dominated that last round, and that's kind of, it's kind of where I'm at with this 7K range. All right, let's, let's break down who we can't play. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. 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 Hell no. Can't do it. Welcome to the Cutline Signature segment, Can't Do It. Won't do it. This is where I will tell you the chalk plays that I can not play. Simply said, that comes down to one golfer for me, and it's Tony Fina. I'm pretty certain, incredibly certain, that Tony Fina will make the cut. I'm even fairly certain he will top 20, top 15, top 10. But I don't want to risk the chalk on Tony Finau to top five or win at $10,200. I think a lot of people are going to do it. It's Tony Finau. He's always incredibly popular. But for me, no thank you. I'm just not going to play a guy who I've seen burn people in the past because he can't finish. Okay? He's only won once on tour. Once. Once. And it was years ago. I'm not going back that route. I'm just not going to do it. All right? I, I can't play a guy who's going to be that highly owned and have that potential to not necessarily blow it up in your face, but not help you win GPPs and maybe help you min cash. And that's not how I do GPPs. So Finau, yes, he's a DraftKings scorer. And I get it if you're going to play him for DraftKings points. But is he able to to score enough birdies and place in order to put you over the top? I don't think so. I just, I just don't think that's a route that I'm willing to go. Um, other than that, I don't know if he's going to be chalk yet. I think the verdict's kind of out on that. But that's Moly. At 6K, I, I, I just haven't seen enough from in like almost a year he's moved stateside now so he's obviously been living here but can't do it can't do moly so typically we go to like our mg monsters and guarantee here um in the 6k range but i'm gonna do a little differently this time like i i don't want to do monsters guarantee i want to break down the guys who i think are going to do well in the 6k range because i think there's a lot of great plays all right so who i'm going to focus on here is maverick mcneely tringale tyler duncan naismith Sepp Straka, Martin Laird, and I think these are all solid plays, and, and they're not the only ones. I mean, like, you got a hidden gems in here all over the place, and the fact is, like, if you're going to go stars and scrubs, you're going to have to come down here, like Harry Higgs. But these are guys whose games are so volatile that you want to be cautious with who you're going to play, right? So when you look at Tringale, in terms of this 6K range, he's number one. He ranks number one in the aggregate model, number fourth in, in, in the overall model, all right? But then moving down, you're looking at someone like Tyler Duncan. Tyler Duncan in this 6K range ranks number two overall, and if my weighted FX model ranks number seven. So these are all interesting plays. The 6K range is going to be where, if you are going stars and scrubs, it's, it's your bread and butter. If you can't figure out the 6K range, you're going to struggle. Looking at the recent form for these two guys, like you look at someone like, uh, Kyle Stanley, 
All right, 37th in my in my recent form model. He's 25th strokes gained tee to green, 24th in ball striking. But where he's, Kyle Stanley struggles is scoring, the birdie or better gain factor. But we're looking at an easy course. So is he in play? Sure he is. Going to Henrik Neulander. Neulander ranks 29th in my overall model. All right, but 18th in good drives. And so, like, a lot of it comes down to his play off the fairway. If he's missing the fairway, I know these greens are large. I just don't know if he's able to kind of play as well as you want in that 6K range. So... There's a lot of great plays. You can go back to Nick Watney. You can go down to like Sam Ryder. I, I don't think I don't find myself getting below that. But Matt Naismith is someone who's kind of sneaky. Um, like these are your normal 6K grinders that you're going to find in here. Taylor Gooch, sixth overall in my Shriners model, um, does well in the opportunities gain and birdie or better gain. Like he's in play at 6,800, and you're going to have a lot of ownership dedicated to someone like Gooch because he is a common name that's played down here, and and people are going to see that. Now, there's really no 6K chalk at this point, except for Naismith. And he is getting talked up a lot, along with Will Gordon, who's been the recent DFS darling. Um, I have some interest in Justin Suh, but I think a lot of people do as well. So, like, careful with that one. If any of these 6K guys start going like 10%, 15%, they're an immediate fade for that. Make sure you check out Fanshare Sports for that. We are always dead on with these 6K guys. Um, so that's it, man. That's the breakdown of the 6K range. Oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones, and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. Oh, I think I love him. That is a wrap. The cut line is over. It's all over. The Shriner Stites starts starts up on Thursday. Make sure you join us next week as Zach and I break down the CJ Cup. Sadly, we are not in Korea. We are still in Las Vegas this time. Sounds like a trip we should all be making. Big shout out to Fantasy National. Special thanks to BJ Tour. Of course, a many thanks to Fan Share Sports. But the most gratitude goes out to you, the listener. Thank you for spending your precious time with us. They'll do it for the cut line. Go and get that green with your 606 through that cut line. Woo! Get it.